theyeshiva.net. I want to wish a mazel tov to the Aaron Feynman for the chasana of his son. We miss him. Unfortunately, he hasn't been there because of medical reasons for a while, but we, he's, he's with us virtually. So big mazel tov to the Aaron and his wife. I went to the chasana. It was a beautiful chasana. And uh should be a binyan adeyad. With okay, I also want to express a very special Yashikoyach to Reb Nuchim, Reb Nuchim Fried, who's gracing us here this morning, because he's the person who ensures that the entire broadcast and live stream is happening, and happening in a user-friendly, clear, concise, and efficient an easy manner, literally uh, a lifesaver, and uh, thank you for your uh, indispensable contribution to make this whole operation uh, smooth and user-friendly and efficient. Really, really appreciate it on behalf of myself and everyone who learns and studies physically and virtually. Thank you so much, Rabbi Nochem, for the past and the present and the future. Okay, so we finished the second chapter, I believe, the second paragraph. We're up to 133, the last paragraph of the second column, or page Samach Zion, column 2. Samach Zion, column 2. I also want to thank the dedicators of this class, Chaya and Elio Frischman from Farakaway. In gratitude, thank you very much, and their blessing is, may all the souls of humanity be healed with the coming of Mashiach very soon. Amen. That's a beautiful blessing. Thank you. Thank you for your partnership and your <coughs> friendship. The last the last point that we learned was why did the Chazal make a comparison between every Jew learning Torah throughout history and the events and the event of Maimed Har Sinai? It's nice to remember it, but to compare the two seems like a far cry. It's, how could you say, Malahalan, the Gemara says in Brachas, Malahalan, Be'emo, Be'ira, Be'resa, Sebeziya, Afkan, Be'emo, Be'ira, Be'resa, Sebeziya. The same awe and reverence and, and sense of magnitude and awesomeness that they experienced then, one should experience Afkan. Whenever I open up a, I open up a Teira Eir, or a Tanya, or a Lekut Teira, or a Blat Gemara, or a Mishnah, or a Shulchan Aruch, or a Chumash Tanakh, whatever it is in Teira, whether it's in thought or in words, whether it's with a Sefer, with internal, how could, he says it's just not, it's not, you can't compare the two, what happened over there, in terms of the revelation, and the, the intensity, and the thunder, and the lightning, and the Shoifer, and the whole scenery, and the whole experience. That's the main, the main, the, the kudah here that no, Al-Tarebbe says it's not that, it's not the case. Because as he put it in the last words of the paragraph, the last words, that gam esek ha-teyre shebechol echad, u bechol zman, u dvar Hashem ma'ameh shenem alamayshem b'sinah. It is actually the experience of Maimon HaSinah. The kayach that was given at Maimon HaSinah was vaydabra l'kimaz kol advarim me'ele leimer. That whenever a Jew learns, 
he or she is capable, at least to a certain degree, and when you say capable, it means again relative to where they are, and the space and the time, but the Nakuda, the point is that capable of letting go of everything and becoming that conduit, that channel, which becomes a lamer. Essentially, I'm, I'm, I'm repeating. I'm, a, I'm continuing. I'm a conduit for the Dvar Hashem that's being said, to put it differently, and it's, it's, it's a very sharp word, who's learning? Hashem is talking. Hashem is talking. He's using my mouth. He's using my mind. He's using my heart. That's the dvekus. That's the oneness, the intimacy, the complete oneness and harmony that one is capable to touch during learning learning of Torah at any point, at any time in history, and in any place, and in any situation. So, story about Rebbe Lutzik I think, that uh, he wasn't home Yom Kippur. He was in a different town Yom Kippur. They didn't know who he was, so he davened somewhere else. He wasn't in Barditchev. Um, so he was staying by somebody. I guess somebody invited him to be able to sleep there. So Mitzvah Yom Kippur, he came home from uh, Shul. So everybody obviously sits down to eat. You know, people are starving for good reason. Blitzer Barditchev says he can't eat yet. He needs a Masechta Sukkah. <laughs> he needs a Masechta Sukkah. It says that Mitzvah Yom Kippur, you start building the Sukkah. Or at least you'll start learning about Masechah Sukkah. So they gave him Masechah Sukkah. <laughs> and the whole night he learned the whole Masechah Sukkah. From the beginning till the end he learned Masechah Sukkah before he broke his fast. Because the whole day he was davening. So at night he learned through Masechah Sukkah and then in the morning, I don't know exactly when, but that was... Uh, There's a Yid I know, his name is Ziger from Borough Park. So he had a father, Tzvihir Ziger. He was a Baba Vachasid, professional skier. <laughs> the old Baba Vereb, the Gdusha Sin, who was murdered, sent him to learn how to ski. It's a crazy story, and he was saved in the Holocaust. The Nazis were throwing Jews off mountains. And he was a skier, he was saved. <laughs> and he had a store. On Empire Boulevard, there's a show there called Empire Stiebel in Crown Heights. Nearby, there's a grocery store. I don't know if it's still there today, but he owned that store. So he wasn't really owning a grocery store. He would sit with a Gemara, and he didn't want a customer to come in because he was busy learning. If a customer came in, never had to take care of him. He would stand at the counter, <laughs> Empire between uh, Brooklyn and New York. Anyway, the it was above a chassid. So uh, his son told me, that he heard from uh, from a chaplain in the Second World War that when his father was liberated. So uh, this person was going around to the Jews in the DP camps a few days after their liberation from Auschwitz. If they need anything, this one needs shoes, this one needed a different uniform, this one needed a little more food, whatever it is. So uh, he went to his father and he said, he was a Jewish chaplain, was dafstum. He says, Ghtafa Babakama. Ghtafa Babakama. So he thought he's choking. <laughs> he said, Ghtafa Babakama. I need a Babakama. 
He got him. He got him through Eisenhower. It wasn't easy. over there. You have to go find it. He got him on the 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 relationship of Jews to Torah wasn't just an intellectual thing. It's a geshmak, a piece of gemara. After a few years in Auschwitz, finally he was looking for the intellectual stimulation. It's this nekuda. There was something that it touched them in the deepest place, because their experience of learning was an experience. Of, of, in many ways, you know, we usually don't apply these words to it. It's a, of experience of egolessness, an experience of of the death of ego, the death of separateness. This is what they saw in it. This is what they felt in it. It's a little, you, it's a little hard for people to understand because most of the Gemara is not meditate. It's not meditations. It's not spiritual meditations. And that's the whole Chiddush of Lamer. The whole Chiddush of Lamer is, when I'm learning Rashi's words, I'm learning Rashi's words, in many ways, I'm trying to understand it, and I'm understanding very concrete things. But it's, it's, it's one of the deepest, maybe the deepest mystical experiences. And not in the sense that it looks mystical. You're talking about an ox that gored a cow, Right? You're talking about a guy who came into somebody's field, right, and he's lying to the owner to say, it's my field, you sold it to me, or your father inherited it, I got it from your father, whatever it is. <laughs> Sometimes talking about these types of things. Somebody who's watching your camel or your donkey and then lies that it was stolen and really he keeps it. And then you discover that he's the Ganav. You're learning a Rashi over there, you're learning a Shtikl Gemad over there, but the Nikud of all the Tanayim and Amirayim, genuine, genuine transmitters of Torah was that at that moment they were in a trance. And what do I mean by a trance? Not a trance like we call a trance. You're out of it. You can't be out of it if you're learning. It's very concrete concrete stuff. A lot of it. Some of it is a different level, but it's all a lot of seichel and a lot of yigiyah. But that gufa is the chiddush. That's the chiddush of Lamer. That it's the dvar Hashem that was coming through. So that was the Nakud. So therefore, he says, therefore, the awe of Har Sinai could be by every person's learning. The learning of Torah in this state of Bittal. He started off this whole discussion that the soul has an antenna Tani Hashem but the soul is embodied and there's blockages. And that's why Jews were given Torah as a gift. It's oiz. It gives the confidence, the push, the vigor to the nefesh kiss. And tushia, tushia means it weakens the blockages. And his question was, Torah itself should also have a blockage because it's also enclosed in the physical. It's also dealing with the physical. Or to put it differently, a person could learn and it doesn't necessarily touch their nefesh kiss. He says, this is the type of learning we're talking about. This is the truth of Torah. This is what gives the strength, the potency to the divine soul, Vitushia. Tushia is it weakens. It weakens the sitra achir, the other side, the blockages, which don't allow the soul to soar. Vizel, this is the meaning of the opening of Matan Torah. I am Hashem, you God who took you out of Mitzrayim. 
So what it means is, With the receiving of the Torah, what the Jewish people accessed was, Anoichi. Anoichi means I. When you say I, what, what I are you talking about? This is really I. Anoichi mamish. The essence of Hashem, which is Seiv of Kalama, Seiv of means it transcends all of the worlds. Again, the creation of the world, where all the filters happen, that happens in Eir. It's all back to the beginning of the Maimar. Baruch Sha'amar Vayayayla. Malchuscha Malchus Kalaylama. Al Kal Shavach Masayadecha. It's an articulation of existence from the perspective of a ray of light. But in that very presence, there's always soiv of kalam, and Hashem Himself, like the sun above the clouds, that is never affected because it's a dark and gloomy and rainy day, and you woke up on your left side. That state of wholeness, of infinity, is always there. Torah is rooted there. So this whole Nikudah that Torah gives this confidence to the Nefesh is because Torah accesses the Ein Saif, and we're in this world, Daniel Hashem Leishanisi, he says, this is the Anoichi Hashem Alekech. And now, you can have a relationship with Anoichi, I. The I, the I, the core of the I, which accesses your I. That's why it says in Krishna, these are, these words, that I command you today should be on your heart. Dvarim is referring to Torah. I am commanding you, it's Anoichi. Because the Anoichi is the one that's in Torah, so therefore, therefore, through Hadvarim Ma'ela, the Anoichi comes into the Jewish people. The Anoichi comes into the Jewish people, it's Anoichi. And the Chiddush is Anoichi Hashem Elekecha. In order for Anoichi to become part of me, Anoichi goes through Yud and He and Vav and He, which is Tzimtzum and Espashtus. Yud is a letter that represents the filtering, the restrictiveness, the accessing of the energy through a yud, which is a tzimtzum. Tzimtzum literally means like contracting it or filtering it in a way that it's accessible. Then hey is the expansiveness of that. Vav is bringing it down to the next level. And hey again is the expansiveness of that. Those are various stages of accessing an energy from one place to another place until it could become elekecha. Elekecha. Lekecha means your energy, your consciousness. The Anoichi doesn't remain in the world of Anoichi. This can be my consciousness. That's, that's the Chiddush. That Anoichi, we usually learn Anoichi Hashem Lekecha is just three repetitions of saying me. You know, me, Chayim, Yankel, Ben, Shmerel, Zundel. And, and, and Abbasia, I'm talking to you. He says, no, it's three. Anoichi, through Hashem, can become a Lekecha. And then I can take you out of Mitzrayim. What does it mean, then I can take you out of Mitzrayim? Only through a noichi, becoming a lekecha, 
can a person go out of Egypt? What's Egypt? Egypt is Meitzarim Ugvulim. Meitzarim means um, confined spaces. A Meitzar is when you're in a confined, restricted place. Gvulim, right? Within confined boundaries. Shemitzad Aguv, Nefesh Abamas, Amagbilim, Umalbishimus, Nefesh Alechis, Umaakvim, Lotzis bin Arteko. A person has to appreciate the fact. You see, today these words have become popular even in the non-Jewish world, but this is the first time these words were articulated this way. All the light is there in the person. The Anoichi is in a person, the Hashem is in a person, the Lekech is in a person. What happens is the Nefesh Lekis remains dressed up, it's camouflaged in layers of blockages. What's called a nartik. A nartik means the sheath, the sheath that covers it up and encapsulates it and packages it. Sometimes a very dense nartik, like the sun has that sheath, that nartik that doesn't allow you to experience its full intensity. So yes, the goof and the nefesh of Bahamas is the way the soul gets embodied, the animal soul in the body, and it can limit or even not only limit. One thing is magbil and one thing is malbish. It's two separate things. Magbil is you're not concealed. You're just expressed in a limited fashion. Malbish is you're actually dressed up and camouflaged. It's two different stages. The first thing it does is it limits the nefeshalikas. Its language becomes a limited language. It's not blocked. It's not distorted. The second thing is malbish. It puts a lavush on it. You don't even see it. Those are two stages. Means you can go out of that Mitzrayim. I take you out of that, those limits. On this, the Pasuk says, in Shmois, I will bring you up from the poverty, from the affliction of Egypt, to a land of expansiveness and goodness. Earlier, he said, Vayaris, Oni, Vateris, Oni, Avesedabibitzrayim. And he said, what's on the Aveseinu? Chesed, Gvur, and Tiferes. You saw the pain of the Midas that are stuck in Mitzrayim, spiritually. So now, Ve'ele Eschem Yon in Mitzrayim. I'll bring you up. Ke'aydei Kabbalah Sanoichi Da'inu B'chinah Seyvav Kalaman Ani Hashem Le'ishon Nisi. Be'esik Ha'teri B'chinah Zbitl Chuli Hu'anaisin Ka'ech L'Nefesh Al-Lekis V'Toshia L'Tayvas Ha'Gov. What, how does that Hitzisichem Eitz Mitzrayim happen? He says, because through receiving the Anoichi. What's Anoichi? Anoichi is called Seiv of Kalalma, the essence of divinity which transcends the worlds. And Ani Hashem Loishanisi. I Hashem have not changed. What does it mean Ani Hashem Loishanisi? Not that I'm always here. It means that this oneness of pre-creation is still always present. Because everything in the world beginning with yourself, when traced back to its original core, and all the doors of perception are cleansed, everything appears as is which is divine infinity. Ah, you'll say it's not true. This cup is a cup. <laughs> I'm a separate, lonely, maybe even wretched and victimized creature. That's a certain definition of self. As a result of a ray of the sun going through one filter, another filter, another contraction, another contraction, till it can be affected. But in that very moment, the sun is absolutely present. And remember, it's not in the physical metaphor where the ray of the sun is in a separate place. The ray of the sun is inside of the sun. So that very moment, who are you? You're Ein Saif Mamash. 
So as we spoke many times on a very practical level, even if I went through different situations, small ones, big ones, but from this perspective, who went through everything? Ani Hashem Nisi, they ain't safe. And there's absolutely no separateness. That's the state of consciousness, and even beyond the word consciousness, which is called Seva Kalam. So he says, the Anoichi, when I could receive that Anoichi, when I can be open to that Anoichi, you're never in Mitzrayim. You're not in Mitzrayim. Who wants to go out of Egypt? Anybody? Huh? Physically, you can go out of Egypt. You can go to take a ticket, go to Cairo, and fly back. <laughs> the inner Mitzrayim. Why do we speak so much about Yitzhak Mitzrayim and Judaism? You ever wondered? It happened many, many years ago. A lot of water came under the bridge. Yeah, we went through a lot. It's like you would think the only thing that happened in Jewish history was we left Egypt from the texts of davening and brachas and kiddush. Like, you know, a lot of things happened over three, three and a half thousand years. We're like still, it's a beautiful story. The answer is, because Yitzhak Mitzrayim is, it's, that's, that's the story. <laughs> that's the, Lamantiska says, the question is, am I re- do I have the resources and even the awareness, the stamina and simply the perspective, never mind the emotional fortitude, to be able to go out of my Mitzrayim right now, right now as I'm talking, right now as I'm living this morning, Thursday morning, Beis Adet Tov Shem Pei Gimel. To understand what the Mitzrayim is, because we're starting. <laughs> That's part of it. If I think my nefesh of Bahamas is my nefesh on the kiss, you understand? If I think my survival skills are my divine soul, now suddenly Egypt becomes Geula. You can't. You, what you, what Nuchim is saying is you can't understand what Geula is if you don't know what. If you, you first have to have a working definition of Galus to have a working definition of Geula. One of the most painful experiences in life is when somebody is so lost they don't know they're lost. They're so broken, they don't know they're broken. The brokenness has reached a place where the brokenness becomes wholeness. Not because they want to, because they don't have any other definition of self. I told you once, I heard from Bessel van der Kolk. A few weeks ago I spoke to him. <clears throat> I asked him, what happens? He's, a, he's one of the world-leading experts on trauma. So I asked him, what happens if a kid is traumatized at the youngest of ages? You're talking about one, two, three... Maybe even, uh, in other words, before their identity was formed, it could be even four, five, six, but very, very young years before there was a solid I that's formed. So he said, so he told me, he said, from his research, what he's seeing is, at later periods, an, an I can experience a very painful situation, but there is an I that experienced the pain. You have to deal with it. It could be very, very devastating, but there was an I to experience it. He says, at age two or three or four, there was no I yet. So he says, it's not the I was traumatized. He says, the I is trauma. The I is trauma. But do you understand what that means? That means there's no Mitzrayim. That is Mitzrayim. There's no other I. It's not like I was thrown into Egypt. No, I am Egypt. And I don't even know that I'm Egypt because that is the only I I know. How am I supposed to know anything else? You understand the tragedy of that? Huh? Rebbe. 
Rabbi Yosef, I love you. But these inyanim you have to talk about from experience, not seichel. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Trust me. <laughs> the flags get the cautious. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this is something experienced. It's not seichel. It's worthless. It's it's not that the person giving the love is worthless. The everything is filtered through the lens of Mitzrayim. It's called it's called hell on earth without knowing it. So how does that square Rebbe with the divine eye that exists? Oh, 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 so that's the Chiddush. Yeah, 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 yeah. Age, whatever, the youngest age. Yeah. So that means that they, they've never lost that, right? Yeah, an MS, MS. So their journey to, to get out of their trauma is, part, as you, uh, you point out, you point this out. Yeah. But I, I just want to identify that. Sometimes that is a lifesaver. The fact that a child has a mother who's there for him or her in those formative years, and the child is not lonely, that actually guarantees an eye to have a solid foundation. But sometimes that's not there. Even if the mother wanted it, it's, she didn't know. She may have not known. Or she herself, yeah, she herself was suffering from her own uh, anxiety or preoccupied with something that doesn't allow her even to tune into it with the best of intentions she has her own Mitzrayim if I'm in my own Mitzrayim I can't schlep you out of Mitzrayim you understand that right because Mitzrayim can't take out of you can't go out of Mitzrayim with Mitzrayim <laughs> the person who's trying to liberate somebody from Mitzrayim needs to be able to have a vision of something that transcends Mitzrayim I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe something. Parshas Shmois Tavshin and Beis. He's talking about Parshas Shmois. So he said the Haggadah opens up with the words, the, the opening of the Haggadah. Avadim Hayinu Lefarim B'Mitzrayim. The next thing is right. Ma'isa of Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Shur, Rebbe Kiva. They're all in Bnei Brak. Omer Rebbe Lezer Ben Azayir. Harei Ani Keben Shivim Shonav Loizachisi Shutomi Yitzis Mitzrayim Balelus Atch Dorshim Benzem Shemayim Lantiskei Yitzis Mitzrayim. What is that? I'm almost, I'm like a 70 year old man. He wasn't 70 because he was really much younger. But he was appointed the Nasi, the leader of the Sanhedrin, in lieu of Rem Gamliel. Rem Gamliel was dethroned because he insulted Rabbi Yeshua, the Gemara in Brachas, Dav Chavches, Chavzayin, Chavches. Rabbi Lezben Azariah was now the new Nasi. And I never had, I don't have a source that you're supposed to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim at night. It says, By day I know, there's a chiyuv to speak about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim every day, which we do. We do it in Krishna, we do it in the Davana. Del ben Zayma told me, the Zayma said, could have said, remember it during the days of your life, that's days. All the days is halalus, also the nights. So this was basically, this was the day he became a Nasi, became the leader of the Jewish people. And this was the first Torah he said. Why was this the first Torah he said? So the Rebbe said, what's the role of a Nasi? The role of a real Jewish leader is to teach people how to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim at night. By day, when the sun is shining, 
or in the language of the Maimah, when the Saiv of Kalalman, I could remember Yitzhiya Smasaivs, and Ishtas Achidish. At night, when it's dark, there's no Yitzhiya Smasaivs. Now I'm in exile. He says, the, ro- the first role of a Nasi, of a genuine leader, he said, Nasi Miloshin Hisnasus. What's the real role of a Nasi? To lift you up. What does it mean to lift you up? That in nighttime, you could recall the possibility of redemptiveness. That's why this was the title of the Blessed Ben Azariah. Yemei Chayecha Haleilois. That's the Chiddush, that at night. So yeah, Rabbi Yaakov, you hear? That even this type of Mitzrayim, where the Mitzrayim becomes I, it's not I. I say it becomes I because in my consciousness, what Bessel van der Kolk was talking about from his perspective, and he was right, it was the experience of the person. And that's powerful because that's all I have. When I, when I went through this, right, I didn't know this mimer. I mean, the child didn't experience Ani Hashem Loishanis. If he would have experienced it, he wouldn't have been stuck there. All that he can tap into, very well. Very well. All that he can tap into, not all that he has. And it's not all that he is. But it's what he can tap into with the tools that were presently given to him by his caretakers, who he is so dependent upon, and therefore so vulnerable to their actions and behaviors, positive and chas v'shalom, negative and destructive. But because there is a noichi Hashem and that applies also to the person, a noichi touches a noichi. Who are you? Are you your name, or are you you? Do you even know the self beyond the name? And I don't mean the name, Nuchim, Chaim Yankel, YY, Isaac, Ezreel, Reb Moshe, Reb Chaim, Reb Shmerel, Reb Yosef, Reb David, Reb Motel. That's a fine name. It's wonderful names. I'm talking about the name. We all give ourselves names, you know? What was the name you once said you got in Yeshiva? Somebody once said. Not for now. But... Uh, <laughs> So the anoichi in the person is anoichi misha, I am who I am, but how do I define that I? And the answer is the moment you define your anoichi, it's not anoichi. Because what tools am I using to define my I with? (laughs) Those itself are tools that are concocted by certain definitions of myself. And even if I could liberate myself from those tools, there's other tools. Really anoichi has no name, anoichi misha anoichi. But you know it when you touch it. <laughs> so if a person would be able to think, as, as an adult, to be able to think with the brain of a little child, just with the brain, with the, with the knowledge a little child has, that cannot express himself yet, but now he can, he would understand his Mitzrayim, he would understand where to go. Yeah. That's why, in many ways, the most important thing is to be, always be able to be a child, to always go back to your own childhood. Kinai the Pasuk says. Right? Altigui b'meshichai, the Gemara says, Altigui b'meshichai, elu tinaikos shabes rabban. Little children are called Mashiach. That's where your Mashiach is, in your child. That's where it is. Now, you don't always tell adults, you know, let's all become children, and, you know, let's go into a sandbox, even though it wouldn't be a bad idea. You'll understand that my mother much better in a sandbox, running around, throwing sand at each other. You know what I mean? It'll be much better, actually. It'll be visceral and experiential. But that point of childhood is where so much... That's that's where reality is happening. 
No, you could teach this to children. I think children understand this much better than adults. I think children grasp infinity much better than adults. The purity, the purity. The purity. I'll tell you an interesting story. I, had a, I have a friend. He lives in Crown Heights. His name is Menachem Levy. His father was the head of OK. Rebdon Yoya Levy. His father was Bernard Levy. Better Levy. Anyway, so his mother, she's a Deutsch from Yerushalayim family. So her family once came to New York. It was the late 70s. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe would come out of shul and he was walking to his house or to his library. It was Shabbos afternoon to go for, for Shabbos meal. So the family was there just to say good Shabbos. And this little kid, Menachem, he was a little boy. So he saw the Rebbe, so he ran over and he took his hand and he started to shake his hand. Good Shabbos! Good Shabbos! Like four times he was shaking it and holding his kapotan. And the mother was very... Uh, alarmed because the sun wasn't stopping and the Rebbe was Shabbos and he was like shaking his hand like you meet, you know, another kid, your best friend. So Mitzvah Shabbos, she told this to me, Mitzvah Shabbos, she wrote a letter apologizing that her son was so uh, rowdy and uh, disrespectful. <laughs> so she showed me the answer she got from the Rebbe. It was such a beautiful answer. He wrote uh, question mark exclamation point. And he says, you're apologizing. <laughs> it was such a moment of pleasure. I can't remember that. You can't estimate. I wish adults would relate to me this way. <laughs> I wish the adults would, would be able to connect to me this way. Because you can't estimate the, the simplicity, the sincerity, the authenticity, and the wholesomeness of children. He says, Halavai, that the G'daylim would have such a, we would have such a relationship. And then he says, connected to the Aftar of this week, Zacharti Loch Chesed Nu'urayich. And he quoted a few of the Maimarim that speak about it, and then he gave her a beautiful bracha for her and her children. Mamash, a long answer for her apology that her son was, uh, It's that stand because it's those moments that the foundations are formed. You're touching a Mashiach. You're touching a person who will either be able to see himself as God's ambassador to the world to save the world or as a curse to the world who has to constantly justify his existence. That happens in Tinaikul Shabbis Don't touch Mashiach. When you touch a child, you may be killing Mashiach. So that's the Chiddush that a Neichi Hashem can take one out from the Mitzorim Agvulim. And I should just say, Mitzorim Agvulim here doesn't necessarily mean the big, big catastrophes that may happen to somebody. Obviously that too. But every Nefesh HaLekis experiences its Mitzorim Agvulim. Simply because the Guf and the Nefesh HaBahamas, it's not necessarily... You know, the dramatic events of one's childhood. It's every person's life in their own world, in their own orbit, even in the most benign and wonderful of atmospheres. The Mitzrayim is inherent to the, to the condition of humanity. Even with the most loving parents and really positive environment, when those exist, Baruch Hashem, for the situations where they exist, and they do exist. So he says, Vaiter, and 
mentioned this a few shirim ago, the Mishnah says in Psachim that the people in Yericha used to sandwich Shema. What says they used to sandwich Shema? They would not say Baruch Shem between Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekein Hashem Echad and V'yahavta. The Chachamim didn't agree. But Anche Yericha made a sandwich out of Shema. They took Echad and V'yahavta, boom. Do not interrupt it with Baruch Shem Kved Malchus Elam Vod. What did they care? What did they care to say Baruch Shem? What, what they had against Baruch Shem? The Gemara says in Psachim that Yaakov Avinu said Baruch Shem Kved Malchus Elam Vod. They couldn't say it. Ah? Moshe didn't. So they would not say it. Anshe Yericha, Tal Terebbe says, Ki al yidei kabolas p'chines echot, dahainu p'chines yichudi lo, shu p'chines bitul mamish, lo erin seif baruchu asseif of kalalman kanal, tigdal ha'ava, b'yeser se'eis atshetiyeh b'cholavav chabashnei yitzarecha. They wanted to come from Echad to Vahafta. Because what's Echad? It says in Zohar that Echad, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad is Yichud Eilah. It's a higher level of unity. Baruch Shem Kved Malchus Eilam Vod is Yichud Tata, a lower level of unity. That's what the Zohar throws out. What does this mean? If it's unity, how can there be levels? There's Yichud Eilah, Yichud Tata. So he says they didn't want Baruch Shem, they didn't want Yichud Tata, they wanted Yichud Eilah. I'll explain to you the difference. It's a very, very deep difference. Al-Tareb, this is Al-Tareb's explanation. Yichud Tata is no small level. Yichud Tata means the ability to see the Kaya Chapoyal Benifel. The ability to perceive the divine structure and chemistry of the universe. To be able to see the divine within the DNA of a squirrel, of an elephant, of a beer, of a flamingo, of an ostrich, and even of yourself. Sometimes it's easy to, easier to see it in a flamingo than in yourself. <laughs> the Katsuki Rebbe once said, Re'e yeah? look at yourself. See anoichi, see the anoichi. That's Yichud Tata. Now that's amazing. Because what that means is, I could see the spiritual energy vibrating in the universe. When you're looking at a tree, you're not just seeing a physical, concrete, embodied tree, but you're seeing it as an embodiment of Eirin Saif. It's called Koyach Apoyal Benifel. But that's Yichud Tata. Why is that Yichud Tata? Because that's the way the divine energy is in the level of Mamalakalam, meaning it's articulated as being the engine of the universe. And over there, there can be rupture. Because it's the way it permeates consciousness. Yehudi law, that's Saiv of Kalaman. That's Ani Hashem Loishanisi. That's the level of unity, the way it's pre creation, which can be accessed post creation, because everything can be traced back to Eid Saif Mamish, including the squirrel, including the tree, including the flamingo, including the ostrich. Ah, it's a flamingo? 
The flamingo is the way the Eirin Seif is articulated in a ray of light that goes through billions and billions and billions of filters and becomes embodied and concretized in the structure of a flamingo. But that very flamingo is really rooted in Ani Hashem Loishanisi, which is Ein Seif. We just hint in, 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 a, in a small tone to don't minimize the... Oh. The so Yechudah is incredible. Yechudah means living in a world of oneness. But it's in a world of oneness. Yechudah Elah, you're living in pure oneness. Because the whole world is traced back to a place of pure Ein Saif. You hear the Chilik of Yechudah Elah, Yechudah Tatah? It's even in Yehudah there's no Tzimtzum. The Tzimtzum happened in Oyer, not in Meyer. It's not before pre, you mean a, a state pre. Anshe Yericho said, let's, let's, let's get rid, let's, let's not deal with Baruch Shein. From Echad, you go to Vahafta. Why? Because the Echad that produces Vahafta is gonna be Bechalav Avcha All darkness will be transformed into light. Because this type of bittel creates the oiz and tushia for the nefesh alakis and the nefesh Bahamas. The achtus of Hashem on the level of anoichi, Hashem echad, the bittel to save of kalalman. This creates, there's no nefesh Bahamas that blocks. It's all part of ani Hashem loishanisi. So you have Shema Yisrael Hashem alakeinu Hashem echad is Yichud Eilah. Oh, Moshe didn't say Baruch Shem. Yaakov did say Baruch Shem. We'll see in a moment. So Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad is Hashem's pristine unity of Yachid and Meyuchad. He is one and the entire universe is Ein Saif, like pre-creation. Yechudet Tata is in the existence of a world. What is the world? The world is divine energy, it's spiritual energy. That's Baruch Shem Kvayd Malchusay Lailam Vat. Shem Kvayit Malchusai, all these three names, the name, the glory, the Malchus, that's the way the ray of the sun is filtered and contracted to create a chemistry of a, un- chemistry of a universe, physical universes, spiritual universes, and mitzah, this light, you have Yechudah Tata. If you go to the source, it's Yechudah So in, in Chabad Chassidus, there's always this question. Are you talking Yechudah Tata or are you talking Yechudah Elah? <laughs> Yechudah Tata is about identity. The identity is a divine identity. Yechudah Elah, we identity. Why do you have to reduce yourself to identity? It's all Ain Saif Mamash. Vunetzta, Yechudah Elah, Yechudah Tata. It's a completely different state of consciousness. In the first state of consciousness, huh? The eye is a conduit for the divine eye. But because the divine eye is the one that infuses the eye. And every eye. Koyech hapoyel benifl. means there's a world. But it's a beautiful world. It's a godly world. It's a holy world. It's a sacred world. Shahakoyel niya bidvaroy. That's Yechudatata. Ha'aymer davar b'shem aymeray mevi gu'ulala when you identify in everything, davar, aimray, it's sayer. In davar, you see dibur, davar, dibur, because a thing is a word. 
It's all, it's all a program. It's all a program. You redeem a world from concealment. It's not a machlaikas. These things is no machlaikas. It's not a machlaikas. It's a different state of consciousness. Remember, in the Al-Tarebbe's world, there's no period, there's no separateness. <laughs> By him, everything is really one. So, so, Yehudi Ilah really means just taking off all your glasses. It's just letting go of everything. Yehudi Ilah, Yehudi really one. In our experience... We, we go into two spaces. Yehuda Tata itself is an incredible awareness. Understand what you, he, he makes it here like, you know, Baruch Shem is, you know, uh, it's for, for <laughs> Baruch Shem Kved Malchus Eloilam Vod is the site of Achtos Hashem, It means that the whole world is divine energy. It, it's a different consciousness. It's, it's a different heaven, it's a different earth, it's a different consciousness. Understand that. So is that the, the Moshe man didn't live and you get it alive? Moshe didn't say Baruch Shem. He didn't live in that period, yet he related to humanity. Yeah. Well, Moshe said, I'm from the water. Moshe said, I don't have words. In Yechudah Tatah, there's words. Because God has words. He articulated himself in words. That's why there's chemistry. That's why there's DNA. That's why there's an eye and there's a nose and there's a mouth and there's a heart and there's emotions and there's disposition. There's reality. I told you the Magad says, He created the letters that make heaven and earth. What was pre-creation? There was also a heaven and earth. There were just no letters. <laughs> there was no way to say heaven. There was no way to say earth. So what was heaven and earth? What's the answer? That heaven and earth still exists. Oh, so Anshe Yericho said, what do we need, Baruch Shem? What do we need, Baruch Shem? Let's go on a trip, a spiritual trip. Let go of everything. Shema Yisrael by them meant, Shema Yisrael was the experience of Shema Yisrael. Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. Echad doesn't mean there's one God and no two gods. In Chesidus, Hashem Echad means... God is the only one, not this one God, and then I also exist. <laughs> it's not Hashem Echad. Huh? The only, the only reality. Hashem means the reality of Echad. You're also part of Hashem Echad. The moment Hashem Echad is not you, it's not Hashem Echad. God is one till here. <laughs> Hashem Echad means you are God. The Hest... Whatever you're blaming on God, blame on yourself. <laughs> you're part of the whole plot. <laughs> but you're part of the whole plot, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't mean to traumatize anybody. Moshe wore a mask because Yehudi law is hard to see. <laughs> it's blinding. I can't look at the sun directly. Oh. Okay. But this is not, we have to work it through. There's a reason this Baruch shame. God wanted the world. It's not a bad, it wasn't a, it wasn't a mistake of the plan. <laughs> Embodiment is a divine plan. Oilamaz is not a tragedy. Dirabitachtoinim <laughs> happens only in this world. And why the Anshay Yuriko? Why are they so special? Oh, that's a good shaila. They had a smell, Yuriko.
Sometimes all it takes is Yericha, all it takes is Git Gizakt Isaac. Huh? Tolly was Mishmekt. Can Shmekin Ganade not Tachtim, can Shmekin Ganade an alien. No, Yericha comes from the word Reach, it's true. He doesn't discuss here why Anshi Yericha, there's other my modem about that. But this was, they, they said, let's get, let's get, forget Baruch Sheh. <laughs> Stay in the world of Soiv of Kalalman, where everything is Mamash ain't Soiv, and, and live that way. No labels. No la- not even the labels of words. Not even the labels of, of Koyach Apel And, and, and look how he puts it. He says, over there, there's always tr- there's, there's complete transformation because your nefesh Bahamas is not bad; it's not evil. Your guf is chas v'shalom not evil. There's no blockage. It's all traced back to its own source, pre any definitions, and pre any definitions, it's all oneness. Baruch Shem, he puts in the words Malach elakim al goyim. What does this mean? God is a king on Goyim. What does he mean God is a king on Goyim? In Baruch Shem, Goyim here means the Goyim inside of me. Baruch Shem says God is a king over everything, over all the nations, including Avodas Kechavim. In other words, Baruch Shem Kwed Malchus Elohim Vad is the way a Lakus is filtered and condensed. It goes through a state of monstrous reductionism. Reduced, reduced, reduced to the point that Malach Elohim Al Goyim, with all the nations, which have different definitions, different structures. Yehudi Ilah is also in the whole world. is the whole world. But in Yehudi Ilah is Nishtakim Velt. There's no Metzius. Ah? Nishtakim Yidnach. Lav Dafka. Lav Dafka. There's always the tension of Yehuda Tai Yehuda Law is essential to the story of creation. Embodiment is Yehuda Tata. You want to know if I've ever been there? I want to tell you something. The, I once heard from the Rebbe of Fabreng and he started to cry. He said he heard from his father in law that the Rebbe Rashab once said, There's a famous expression in Jewish philosophy Ilu Yedaitiv Hayisif. If I would know God, I would be God. It's a beautiful expression. In other words, some things to know them, you got to be them, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's in very negative things, tragic things, but Hashem, if I knew him, I would be him. Like, it's not, I can't know him without being him. I can't know infinity without being infinite. So the Rebbe Rashab said, It's a question. If I would know him, I would be him. It's rhetorical. You don't, you're not him, so you don't know him. And then the Rebbe Rashab said, <laughs> He said, "As me'efen tufalakutetayda, me'efen tufalakutetayda, me'lerin taparsha, 
with an open heart and a psiches and a shama, is yedaitiv heyisiv. Is yedaitiv heyisiv. I know him and I am him. He said it with tremendous emotion. It wasn't, it wasn't a cute word. You started to cry. I remember I was there. It was very emotional. He was saying over from the Rebbe, his father said over the Rebbe Rasham, is yedaitiv heyisiv. What does that mean? You're not talking about, you're talking about very serious people here. It wasn't a psakyud vart. The, the neshama is a chelikilikami mal mamash. So it's there. It knows all this. It's, it's there. And there's a moment that a soul tunes into it. Yehudi law is not a, 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 a cute term. Yehudi law is, is a reality. It's, it's a way, it, it is reality. And it's a way of living with reality. Now you ask a good question. Is there consciousness in Yechudei Allah? That's a very deep question. <laughs> we know there's no ego. Even in Yechudei Tata, there's no ego. But we know that there's no, there's no, there's no separate, there's no, there's no consciousness of self. But the question is, is there consciousness? Right? Excellent. Excellent. So when my eye is subsumed in consciousness, right? If there's consciousness, if there's awareness, there's some form of eye because <laughs> because <laughs> if there's awareness, if there's consciousness, yeah, somebody's grasping it. But there's no eye grasping it. There's no eye grasping it. The eye is somewhere invisible in the consciousness. The eye grows out of the consciousness. The consciousness doesn't grow out of the eye. But now you ask, is Yehudah law absolute or it's relative? It's a, it's, a, it's a very profound question. In other words, the moment you, you, you touch Yehudah law, does it become Yehudah Tata? <laughs> The moment you, so to speak, grasp Yechudah it becomes Yechudah Now Yechudah is something deeper. So I think absolutely, Yechudah and Yechudah are not two terms, you know, one is in China and one is in New Zealand, so to speak. It's it's always relative. On one level, you know, yesterday's Yechudah may, t- may be today's Yechudah There's a Maimah from the Rebbe, he says, yesterday's Soiviv becomes today's Mamale. Right? Tomorrow's Soiviv may become Mamali the next day. He explains that's how there's going to be a Muna when Mashiach comes. What's going to be a Muna? A Muna means to believe. If you're going to see everything, you don't have to believe. So he says, what you had to believe today, you'll see tomorrow, and belief will relate to something else completely. So if this is the case, so, so he says, in Baruch Shem, there's Malach Elikim Al Goyim. What says Malach Elikim Al Goyim? It's the chiyus that comes into the worlds in a way that is a world. mit goyim with everything else. I feel like this kechavim. So Yehuda Tata, there's no complete transformation because the divine energy is mitzumtzum. It's condensed. It's reduced in a way that it can be mechaya and vivify the world. So Anshi Yericha said, "Who needs it? Go away." <laughs> Bye bye, Baruch Shem. I don't need Baruch Shem. What's the halacha? We do say Baruch Shem. 
We don't agree with Anshe Yericha. I told you once, there was a child who asked the Alter Rebbe when he was eight, how do you say, Vahafta after you say, Vahafta means you should love. Where's the you to love? A question. So the Alter Rebbe went into his Bainanus and said, because we say Baruch Shem in the middle. <laughs> it was Rabbi Saul Ruzhiner. He was eight years old. Rabbi Saul Ruzhiner. His mother brought him to Alter Rebbe for a brach. He was a Yosem. He asked this question. Now you understand why. If this Baruch shame, of course you could love. Of course you should love. <laughs> Yechudah Tato confirms identity. Doesn't abolish identity. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's a divine identity, but it's identity. The spheres, Hashem himself goes into a place of identity. You understand? Yechudah law could be consciousness without an eye, on a deeper level, there's Bechlal no consciousness. But they wanted to live with Yechudei Law. So Yechudei Law is relating to life. That's Moshe, like a fish in water. There's, the, there's just oneness. You just see the water. You don't see diversity. In Yabash, in dry land, you see diversity. But it's all from the Creator. So he says, we do say Baruch Shei. <laughs> We say Baruch Shem, but we say it quietly. Yom Kippur, we say it loud. <laughs> but every day we say it quietly. Ki gamkin echot. Because Vod is also echot. Ela It says in Zoyar that Vod is really echot. It's just exchanging letters. Aleph and Vav are interchangeable. There's letters in Aleph base that are interchangeable. So the Dalad of Vav and the Dalad of Echad are the same. Ayin and Ches are interchangeable because Aleph, Ches, Hey, Ayin are all letters that come from the throat. So they're interchangeable. Aleph, Hey, Vav, Yud and Diktuk are also interchangeable. The reason they're interchangeable is because it's brought, it's brought in Svarim of Diktuk, he brings here. They're all called, if you know Diktuk, they're all called Oisius Hemshech. Aleph, Hei, Vav, Yud, So they're interchangeable. So Vaed is really the same like Echad, but it's Bechilu Feyasvin. So what's the point? The point is that ultimately, Baruch Shem, are deeply connected. Vaed is Echad, but it's the way Echad comes out in different letters. Obviously, it's only in a place of bittel. You can only be yedaitiv ayisiv in a place of complete bittel. If it's me grasping it, then not. You're right. What he meant was that in the Lakuta Torah, you could lose mitzias and, and become one. Could you ever lose sight of the fact that you don't know that you're... He didn't. He didn't. He didn't lose sight of the fact that he didn't know. But even the not knowing is in a place of bittel. Mm. Yeah, in a chanami. It's not a stida. It's not a stid. There's a moment of Yedaitiv, it's a moment of, of Dveikas. Both are true, both are true. Sight of the fact, even for a second, that you're a, a grain of flesh compared to the cosmic. Yeah. MS. So why do we say it quietly? We say it when we say it quietly. <laughs> We're not like Anshi. Anshi Yerichi didn't say it. And we say it. But we say, he says, Anoyim Bechashoy. We do it Bechashoy. 
It's almost we want to hold on to Yechudet Tata. We don't want to let it go. You do it with, with, quietly. In Kippur, you do it loud. Huh? Right, so there was a machloikas here. Anshi Yerichai said, no. Lepayel, we do say Baruch Shev HaMachaz Lomot. In Chumash, it's not there, right? That's why we say it quietly, because it's not in Chumash. It's an added piece. Comes from Yaakov Avinu. That's what the Gemara says in Masechus Pesachim. That's why we say it quietly. Another opinion is that Moshe heard it from the Malachim. He brought it from the Malachim. There's a Peladik in Gemara, and I don't know how you can understand it without the Baimer. The Gemara says in Pesachim, to explain Baruch Shem Kved Malchus but you know, one of these Gemaras, you read it, and I, okay. Gemara says, I'll give you a metaphor. The d- king had a daughter, and she went to the kitchen, and she saw what's called Tzikeg Deide. You know what Tzikeg Deide is? You know Mitzray Shabbos, when you clean up the pots, on the bottom of the Cholon pot, what does it look like? <laughs> it's black, it's dark, you don't eat it, right? <laughs> You put water in it, you don't eat it, right? It's like, ugh. It's the bottom of the pot, you know, the burnt pieces, a little schmaltz, a little oil. Some, it's like, you know, you put it in the garbage. There was a princess who saw the tzikig data, she saw this, this leftover of the pot, and she wanted it. She craved it. The mother says like this, to give it to her, it's a pasnash. She's royalty. Not to give it to her, she's going to get sick. So they gave it to her quietly. And that's why we say Baruch Shem quietly. <laughs> I says, Look, the Gemara. Boss, man. You can't not give it to her because she's craving it. She's going to get sick. But to give it to her as a Psagan Samalavamalka on a beautiful dish. It's a pasnasht. So, that's Baruch Sheh. Okay, so what's the Havana here? <laughs> so, that's what Al Tareb is saying, Bachashai. Okay, so, Bezer Hashem will continue to, tomorrow's Friday. So, tomorrow we'll have a shear, because I want to uh, try to finish. So, tomorrow morning we'll uh, have a shear, Bezer Hashem. Seder, 8 o'clock, Blineder. And uh, looking forward to see you. In the meantime, have a beautiful and wonderful day. Tafasta? Tafasta? Mashaykin Baruch Shei, Malach Elikim Al Goyim. This is the problem. Malach Elikim Al Goyim. Remind me. Ah, Menachem Levi, yeah. Yeah. Moiradik, ne? Halavai me'ein zegam begdailim. He wrote to the mother. Mrs. Levi, tell me the story. And it's going to be Rebbe Mavaz? It's a Chfaloyna. Yeah. That the kids trusted him, you say. Yeah, they didn't know. So I was giving the natural... So I Yeah. Yeah. So it's not saying that he inspired this in the child. So it's not that he inspired this in the child. So
the inner child. There's a mime that Rebbe once said, he was speaking about davening, so he said, you start davening, which means, thank Hashem, call out His name, call out in His name, notify all the nations, His schemes, His this is ployous, yeah. Ali Loisavar, his gewaldic, uh, you know, realities, this amazing reality. So he said, that's the beginning of davening. That's the beginning. <laughs> the Edel Kaito Chassidus. He says, why is the beginning? He says, Ayid, Ayid gefinsech nachin an art, vusetoifes mokem vos da amim zagen. He's still in a place where it's negeya to notify the nations. <laughs> huh? It's negeya the hidiu va'amim aliloisov. It's like yichudet hatov. He says, "Baruch Shem is malach alakim al goyim." It's a whole world. He's he's malach on the goyim. So he's still in a place where it's toifus makim. There's amim hidiu va'amim aliloisov. Once you hit Shema Yisrael, zani Hashem loishanisi. The hest. The chaplatz was a toifus makim. The Amim, of Amim It's talking about the person himself. The Amim, the Amim means in you. Amim doesn't just mean the, the Chinese and the English and the, Amim is the Amim inside of me. Yeah. The part of me of Amim. You understand? It's still, I'm still struggling with it. The Goya Shebekirbecha. so the fact that we had all this time should be the opposite of what you always say about how every you every getchka, every uh, radical political view came from Jews. Maybe we should have been there for two thousand years. I know that. I hear. How did it? How did it not? We were. Should have made a, an impression. There shouldn't be six, just a couple of million Jews in the world. I mean, we should have been less susceptible to to going off on the on the road. And yet we are the most susceptible to going off. But it doesn't seem fair. If we had to put in those 200 years of suffering, I hear, but listen, we're here. It's <laughs> a very, very deep state of, uh, of consciousness. It's, uh, it means the world is one. It's called a lower level of unity because the oneness is within the world. It's within the structure of the world. It's from Malik Alama. You understand what I'm saying? What you use reductionism. The, there's reductionism. The oil has to has to go through monstrous stages of intense reductionism, tzimtzum achetzimtzum, until it could be articulated in a way that it becomes gashmi, becomes a tree, becomes an animal, it becomes a mammal, a flamingo. You like the flamingo? Ah, a girl from the zoo and walks. Fabracht zazamen. But the chasana, yeah, it's gonna chasana though. Shalom aleichem rebeliyah. You're on your own life. Mishkafelech. Mishkafelech. Huh? Going out of its time, it's still a process of getting the aura and sovereignty. It's still. Avada. Avada.
Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is every day. That's why we have to go out of Mitzrayim every day. <laughs> Yesterday I went out of Mitzrayim, won't help me today. <laughs> That's why Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the, the central story of Klal Yisrael, because it's not a story of... Uh, it's the question today, can I go out today of Mitzrayim? Yeah. Again... We, the, the, physically, the water doesn't turn into blood, but the toichen apnimi continues. Yeah. I thought we had experience of going So that was that was the foundation that that created the paradigm that you could go out of Mitzrayim. But the avoid of Yitzis Mitzrayim is a daily avoid, by day and by night. Whatever it looks like for one person, it's an addiction. For another person, it's anger. For another person, it's depression. Even yeah. in Yichida Tatur, we're in Mitzrayim, constantly? Well, Yichida Tatar is already a, a form of Gula. But, but, but this, it's relative. But Lagabe Yichida law, that's also Mitzrayim. Yichida Tatar is more Pnimi from Yichida Tatar is Makif? When you say Yichida is Makif and Yichida Tatar is Pnimi, in terms of a person, Yehuda Tata is very relatable to a person's experience. Those main stuff. It's a mile Yehuda Tata because it connects to the world. Yehuda Elah is hafshata. We'll, 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 we'll finish tomorrow the Indian with Baruch Shem and Shema Satif Indian. Welcome back. It's Yisrael. Nowadays. Okay, welcome back. Which book? The book I gave you. I have to finish. I started. It's not my point. I'm thinking that so touch bring the same point, and I just maybe so it is like this. Somebody like a whatever monk had to deliver a speech at the Levaya. And then he had that his palms uh, are like wet, that he's afraid. He said, like, I'm not entitled to be so speaker of Yeshiva. He went to different place to meditate, to basically. He realized that if he gets nervous talking to people, he's not enlightened completely. So, and he said, like, I'm not delivering speech, I'm, I'm moving. But don't say about the Rebbe. It seems like that I was happy. Like, I, for me, it was important as a child. So, what is line of like being enlightened of person really like I deliver speech. Excellent. Excellent question. Excellent question. Army thing? I was very nervous. <laughs> I was nervous. I wasn't so nervous but I was nervous. I mean I wasn't paralyzed but I was nervous. It's it's a good question. You do have in the Eastern disciplines the concept of uh, somebody says, if I'm nervous, I'm not enlightened, and I'm not capable of speaking. America, or, or I'm speaking to 20,000 people. But there's a point in Judaism. Huh? Yeah. And, and it's something we all have to work on. In other words, if I'm feeling, you know, a lot of anxiety, you know, there's a lot of self-consciousness. Is there a need for perfectionism? Am I trying to impress the people? Do I need their validation? No, this is beyond both of them. This one, right. Let's say we... we, we so, we, we, we always want to be able to work on that. How, right. However, there's something deeper, or at least equally deep, and that is responsibility, which they don't have. Judaism teaches we are responsible for each other and for the world. 
Kol Yisrael Arevim Zebaze, and we were sent to help heal the world. Responsibility brings in a new dimension. Responsibility sometimes says, you know what? I'm not enlightened fully. I need to work on myself, and I will, and I should. But right now, I have a responsibility. And in many ways, that's a certain form of humility and enlightenment that can be a lot deeper. Because in reality, I'm present. I'm showing up for the other person. This is important for him to hear. I, there may be ego involved, and I may need validation, and I want to applause, and I'm going to feel insecure after. Okay, I have my work. I have my work. But it doesn't take me away from the responsibility right now. A mother may be in a difficult mood, but she's going to nurse her child because he's hungry. She's going to say, yeah, but I'm not really feeling like a mother and I'm not one with the energy. Okay. But, but, but your baby is starving. Your baby is starving. And that they don't have. <laughs> they don't focus on that. They don't focus. Bliss. Bliss. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.